Welcome to the Inside Edge, presented by First Merchants Bank. First Merchants Bank, helping you prosper. Put it in the upper right-hand corner, just like a postage stamp. That's a good bingo! Get ready to learn more about the Columbus Blue Jackets players and coaches, as well as find out what's going on this week in the NHL. Now let's join Bob McGilligan and Jody Shelley for the Inside Edge, presented by First Merchants Bank. Welcome to the Inside Edge. We are one night away from the Blue Jackets opening the 2023-24 season tomorrow night at Nationwide Arena, 7 o'clock faceoff against the Philadelphia Flyers. It just seems right to have a division game, have it be the Flyers, have John Tortorella on the opposing bench as Pascal Vincent makes his debut as the Blue Jackets head coach, as Adam Fantilli makes his NHL debut it's going to be great, and tonight we're going to talk all about it. In fact, you're going to hear from Blue Jackets defenseman Zach Wierenski and Captain Boone Jenner coming up in just a bit. But right now, Jody Shelley, the clock is ticking, and you know you normally don't want to give away any minutes in life, but in this case, we could skip ahead 24 hours. I'm ready to go. You're ready. All right, Bob. I can hear it in your voice. And yeah, you know, it's been a long off season. The Blue Jackets organization has been through a lot, and now they've been waiting and anticipating the puck drop and. It officially turns the page on last season and the off season, And I think there's a lot of great storylines. We know there are all around the National Hockey League, but the Columbus Blue Jackets have so many. And the youth in the organization, uh, the veterans have, that are healthy and have something to prove. So, yeah, and the fans here in Columbus are so excited to get this season started. So what is it going to bring us? Nobody knows, but opening night tomorrow night, always a special one. Yeah, and remember last year when the season got started, uh, there was a lot of hope and a lot of promise for this team. But when we looked at it, it was like Carolina on the road, first home game in game two, Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't ideal when it comes to that. Now, that being said, Philadelphia is a team in a rebuild. However, they did finish above the Blue Jackets in the standings last year. So let's just not call this guaranteed win night. It's not going to be that. But when you look at this schedule and the first four games are going to be on home ice, I like the way this looks a lot better than last year looked when it comes to uh, where you're going to be. Yeah, I don't remember last year's start schedule exactly, but I remember it was it was tough. It was one of those ones where it piqued your interest as, hey, this is going to be a gauntlet to start. And, and right, you look at teams that are equal or lower to you, you think that, okay, it, it could be uh, a good start. What they need is a really good start. But at the same time, you look at Chicago last night. They beat the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, in Pittsburgh for game number one, where it looked like Pittsburgh thought they were going to win that game. Uh, they got outbounced. Uh, you know, Chicago got a bounce there on one of the goals. Uh, they got out goaltendered, which happens. Morazic was out, outstanding for the Blackhawks. And then Chicago ran away with it due to Nick Felino, the old Blue Jacket, getting uh, a couple points. So, you know, a special night for Connor Bedard, but th that's the way hockey goes, and that's something we have to remember is that sometimes the other team gets those bounces and, and gets those those uh, situations, and they come up with the win. And for the Blue Jackets now, we talked to Pascal Vincent. Uh, I talked to him yesterday, and he's really concentrating on his baseline, you know, the system. You can always go back to the system, and that controls, yeah, you're going to get situations like last night with Pittsburgh, but at the end of the day, you should be on the top of, of most nights because you have something you can rely on. And exciting to see this team healthy and, and the new players that are here, the new head coach. Uh, seems like really good morale around this team as well. Is there any one thing in particular 
that you personally are really looking forward to seeing tomorrow night? I want to see Adam Fantilli in his first game. I know he's going to be nervous. He probably watched Connor Bedard last night playing his first game. You know, watch him tonight again when he plays in Boston. And I want to see how this kid comes in because I feel like just getting to know him a little bit, he's got something to prove. Uh, that's one thing that's really exciting to me. And, and I'm going to say a 1B, Bob. If that's my 1A, I'm going to say the two new defensemen. And Severson and Provorov, the impact they have and getting that puck out of the defensive zone, uh, there's a real effort in a new system to keep shots for the goaltender to be from outside and from distance. And I think that those two guys, you're going to see less time in the defensive zone, hopefully, hopefully, uh, because they can move the puck. They can skate, and they, they're you never really see them in trouble. They've got so many skills that uh, there's never a bad play to be made. So those are the two things for me that I'm extremely excited to see. We won't know what the lineup is tomorrow until tomorrow, but the indications are Kent Johnson might be on the outside looking in when it comes to opening night. Kent Johnson is a very talented offensive player. There's no doubt about that, but if it's a second straight year where he's an opening night scratch, uh, what does that say to you? It says that there's competition and, and depth and there's players that have come in and, and hung on to jobs and inserted themselves in here to start in game one. And, and, and the two guys are Cole Sillinger and Emil Bemstrom. Uh, you know, Sillinger's going to play in the wing on the top line, it looks like, with uh, Goodrow and Line A. And then Bemstrom's going to slot himself out in, in that second or third line. And I think that's uh, it says a lot to the competition, the maturity of Bemstrom. But also, this is a good thing for Kent Johnson. This may not even... Maybe he does play tomorrow. Maybe there's someone that's banged up. But right now, the indication is he's not playing. And he did like playing, practicing yesterday on the fifth line, uh, which is not where you want to be if you're a hockey player. And then, you know, he, he had a great practice. He put himself in, in a position offensively yesterday to, to battle and compete. For him, they're trying to do things in the defensive zone at pace. They're trying to do things without hesitation and getting the puck up the ice. And sometimes you see Ken Johnson get that puck, and there's a little bit of lateral in his game. Uh, that's his creativity. He can do it in the offensive zone. But there's things in the defensive zone that have to be straight lines because he's got to get there quicker. And it's just one of those things where Bemstrom is understanding that a little better right now, so he gets rewarded. You don't have... You're not moving forward in an organization until you have competition. And now the Blue Jackets have that little bit of depth, which has helped them out. And that's why you're seeing players in different positions. Uh, two guys that play center, Roslevic and Sillinger, are moved to the wing due to Patrick Line moving to center and Fantilli slotting in. So, you know, that puts you on notice. And, and that's why you're seeing guys elevate. And competition is what makes teams better. That's the bottom line. And the Blue Jackets, they do have it. Well, as I said, we have a big show coming up for you. You're going to hear from Blue Jackets captain Boone Jenner in just a bit. But next, we'll be joined by defenseman Zach Wierenski as the Inside Edge presented by First Merchants Bank continues here on 97.1 The Fan. Welcome back to the Inside Edge. It is presented by First Merchants Bank. Bob McElligot and Jody Shelley with you as we get ready for opening night. The Blue Jackets and the Flyers tomorrow night at Nationwide Arena. And we're joined right now by Blue Jackets defenseman and assistant captain Zach Wierenski. And Zach, it is great to see you back. Uh, last year we could have sat down and had this conversation all year long, but we couldn't see you play all year because of that shoulder injury you got very early in the season. So, what is it like for you just to be back and be playing again and being a healthy young man? Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, obviously, it's been a while since I've played hockey. Um, just kind of looking forward to training camp and preseason games. And uh, now that that's over with, I'm just looking forward to the real thing now. So it's it's been a while, but uh, I feel really good and I'm ready to go this year. I talked to you after the game in Washington 
on Saturday and you said, I think this was my best game of the preseason. And you did look like your old self. You know, Jody said this yesterday. We did a show. He said, we expect Zach to be the guy that he was in midseason form two years ago. That's just not the case. It takes time to come back after you were sitting out that long. But you feel like you're finally at that point just as this is ready to start? Yeah, I think so. I didn't really want to push it too much in the preseason. I kind of just wanted to get my feet wet. Um, you know, timing on rushes, defensive zone, breakout passes, things like that. I try to keep it pretty simple. Uh, now that the real season's starting, I might be up in the play a little bit more and, and jumping up there. But uh, I felt good Saturday in Wash. Uh, I think our team battled hard. I think it was a, a good last preseason game for us. And uh, I think for me personally, going into tomorrow night, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go and I'm ready to get back to my old self, I guess. What was the hardest thing that you found in those preseason games to pick up on? Like, what was it? Timing, skating, uh, how you felt on the ice physically or mentally? Um, the first game, it was the time how the game started. Uh, usually I'm sleeping at like 8.39, so playing a hockey game at that time is a little bit different. But uh, Oh, you played at 1? Was it? The first game was 7. 7. Yeah, was oh, okay, seven. yeah. So, and then the... The Buffalo game I felt better in because it was 3 p.m. on the road. Um, but I think that the, in terms of hockey, the thing that kind of was a struggle for me was uh, how quickly sometimes you have to move the puck. Uh, I felt like I was hanging on to it a little bit too long, um, trying to make the right play, but, you know, those lanes close down quick and guys get on you fast. So I think at the, at the beginning I was just moving a little bit too slow. And then uh, in wash, I just tried to move it quicker, get my head up quicker, uh, make quicker decisions, and it made the game a lot easier on me. There's a term in hockey where you can it's slow the game down. Do you feel like it's slowing down for you? Yeah, I felt like Saturday slowed down a lot for me. Even practice yesterday, we were doing some D-zone. I felt like I was seeing some things that I wasn't seeing throughout training camp. Um, and that's something that's going to come the more I play and the more I get in, this, in those situations. So uh, I'm hoping tomorrow night my, you know, my life's feel good. I'm jumping up and you know, being offensive. But um, you know, I think as I go along this season, it's just going to continue to get better and better. Andrew Peak was your D partner a couple of years ago. Looks like he's with you to start. And and what's that like for you to have someone that understands your game, but also you know where he's going to be? Yeah, I love playing with Peaker. It's uh, I mean, it's just like you said. I know exactly what he's going to bring, where he's going to be, what he's going to do. And uh, I think when you have that chemistry, it just makes the game easier. There's no question marks. I think he knows what I'm going to bring and kind of where I'm going to be and where I like the puck. Um, so we we work well together. Obviously, it's been a while since we've we've played on the same pairing, but. Uh, I'm excited to get that going with him, and hopefully we can pick up where we left off. Talking with Zach Wierenski, a defenseman for the Blue Jackets, when you look around on that blue line, it is much different than it was when last you played. Uh, with Ivan Provorov being here, Damon Severson being here now, you talked about Peak being with you. There's uh, huge battles for who's going to get playing time uh, on the blue line this year. And But just Provorov and Severson, now that you've watched him play in some preseason games, and even more specifically, that Saturday game, in Washington because those were two NHL lineups. That gives you a real indication of what's going to happen. How excited are you about what they bring and how that can help you too because that that could balance some minutes there uh, between you guys where, you know, you don't have to be overworked. Pro Rop doesn't have to be overworked. It might work really well. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I've known a lot about Pro Rop for a while. We were the same draft uh, coming up. So I've obviously watched his game for a long time. I think being on this side of it, playing with him, um, not to say I didn't think he was a really, really good hockey player, but I think he's looked really good in camp. He's had a, a very strong camp. He makes a lot of plays. Uh, seems like he always knows where to be. And then in terms of Severson, um, obviously he's played the Metro, so I've played against him a lot. Didn't know him at all, but 
Uh, me and him are really close right now. Uh, our girlfriends or his wife and my girlfriend are best friends. So I've, I've gotten close with him the last month. And um, I just, like I guess I didn't realize his skill set, you know, the way he makes plays, the way he hangs on to pucks, um, the plays he can make. Like he's just, he's been in the league for a long time and you can tell he plays with that confidence. And uh, I think in terms for me, just like you said, it's, it's going to help all of us out. You know, it's going to you know, take minutes away from me that, um, you know, maybe I can rest and use them elsewhere. Same for Pro Rough, same for Severson. Um, I think that's huge when you have guys that can you can kind of spread it out and, and not get overworked. It's a long season, right? So you want to be fresh as, as much as you can, and I think it's going to help all of us. Yeah, as you're saying that, I, I've said this to people all summer. Those guys being in the Metropolitan Division would see them four times a year. But, I, I mean, you know, Provorov, I know he went your draft year and he went a little bit before you, but it, I never watched those games against Philly or those games against Jersey and said – oh, this guy really pops, oh, this guy. like When they were saying Severson was the top uh, defenseman that was coveted in free agency, I was like, well, he's okay, but I don't know. I don't. My point is, watching him play day in and day out, even through this preseason, now I was like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. That little play that just got the puck beyond the blue line, oh, that little pass out of the zone that started that rush. Are you kind of like that, too, where – now that you're with them each and every day, you can see exactly why Yarmo wanted to put these two guys on the team. Yeah, 100%. I think, too, with like how media works, um, all the highlights and stuff you're going to see is McCard, Fox, and Jack Hughes and whatnot, you know what I mean? So, uh, And rightfully so, but I think you know a lot of the solid, good NHL players don't really get talked about unless you have a focus for them, you know? Um, I always watch defensemen, and they're in the Metro, so whenever we play those guys, or you know, last year when I was hurt and we were playing those teams, I'd... I'd watch, you know, Dougie Hamilton on Jersey and, and Severson and um, Provy. Like, I'd always watch that, Fox in, in New York. So um, I guess I kind of had an idea of what they were going to bring, but to see it day in and day out uh, through training camp, through preseason, uh, it's been really exciting to see. He went one pick ahead of you. Did you think you were going to Philly? Were you upset when he went ahead of you? No. I, I, you know what's funny? I knew I wasn't going – to be honest, I didn't think I was going – in the top eight. I thought nine was going to be like where I'd maybe start going. Like I was eight to Columbus. I didn't think – I thought Philly no chance. I thought Columbus no chance. And then I thought maybe San Jose. I had a good meeting with them at nine, um, like that morning of the draft. Um, so I guess it's funny how that works out. Yeah, it is funny. I mean, you guys – it's a great trade for, for the Blue Jackets to pick up a guy like him because he seems like a workhorse out there in Pro Rock. Do you, what do you see in him? Yeah, I think I think I kind of touched on it a little bit. I think he's just super solid all over the ice. Yeah, you know, like he knows where to be. He knows how to get pucks out. He knows how to hang on to pucks. Um, he knows how to you know get forwards' feet turning one way and reversing it the other way. Right. Like he, he he's been around for a while, so he knows kind of all the ins and outs of the game and uh, kind of how to play it that way. You know, he might not you know be the Macar or Fox where he's doing all his flashy stuff, but even you see his skill set in some of these plays he makes, and he's just not talked about enough. So. Um, I think it's a great addition for us, both, both of those guys, and I'm excited to play with them this year. We heard the coach, Pascal Vincent. We heard some players talk about the locker room and how great it is. What makes it great in there? Um, I mean, you've been in locker rooms. I think it's it's just one of those things where we're just super close. You know, everyone enjoys hanging out with each other um, after games. We'll, no one really rushes out to get home. Guys chill and watch football or whatever's on TV. Same thing with practices. Guys go grab lunch together. Um, it seems like we all have, you know, for the most part, similar interests and the guys that, you know, might not like football or might not like, you know, whatever it is we're watching, we always include them, whether it's going golfing as a team. You know, a lot of guys don't golf, right, like the Russians and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, we all just want to be together and hang out and have those memories. And 
Um, I think not that our locker room was bad in years past. I think we've kind of maybe taken it a step further this year and, and where it's at. And obviously what happened at the beginning of the season maybe brought us closer together a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we have a really good good room, and it's been a lot of fun so far. You're a leader at Zach in the locker room. Uh, it's a great place to be, obviously. Being in the locker room with the guys is the one thing that is so special about being on a team, and you know that. But you're a leader now, and do you feel like it's your room? Do you feel like you're more impactful, uh, especially since you had to take a step back last year and watch from afar? Do you feel different this season coming in? Because it feels like you have something to prove as a team. Um, are you more vocal? Is there a different role for you in there? Because guys are watching you. Yeah, I, you know, it's tough. I don't really try and be the vocal guy because that's just not me. And I think you have to be authentic in the way you lead. Um, I think for me, it's just getting to know guys on a personal level, um, you know, understanding where guys are from, talking about their families, what they do on off days, just things like that, just to get to know them, get to see how they're feeling and stuff like that. Um, I'll say stuff when it needs to be said, but it's really not me. Guys like Goody, guys like Curls, those guys speak up quite a bit. Uh, Booner says a lot. So uh, I feel like for me, it's just leading, leading by example, uh, trying to help guys out when I can. And like I said, kind of getting to know guys on a more personal level and uh, understand what makes them tick and then what makes them go so we can all kind of get going in the same direction. This team, what are, you, what are your thoughts as you prepare for game number one with this team and, and where you guys are at? Yeah, I think we had a really good training camp. Uh, we've obviously all been here pretty much since Labor Day, so it's it's been good to you know to get here early, get skating with the guys, uh, have some team bonding stuff on the weekends. Um, but I think we're in a good a good spot right now. I think we're going to surprise some people. Obviously, it's uh, be determined with how the season goes. But uh, I liked our camp, and like we're a fast team. We play with a lot of pace, and now we got you know some more defense when that can move the puck up to our forwards, and um, it's going to be exciting. I think. You said you think you'll surprise some people. So you've seen where they've got you guys slotted, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, to an extent, I think, you know, we deserve to be where we're slotted based on last season, based on how it's been the last couple of years missing playoffs, being a lottery team. Um, you know, I, I don't think it'd be weird if we came into the season slotted first. You know right, I mean? yeah, I, I agree, but it's nice yeah. to be – I hear where you're, what you're saying. It's yeah, it's kind of one of those things that we, you know, we have to earn the respect of these people to slot us any higher, and I think we're all well aware of that. And I think that's a good spot to be in. In my first year coming here to Columbus, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, I think they were close to a lottery team the year before, and then the next year we have 108 points and make the playoffs. So uh, I'm not saying that's going to be it for us. It's obviously, like I said, you know, we're going to have to wait and see how it goes, but. Uh, I like what we've done this offseason. I like how our camp's been. I like our systems. So now it's just putting it together and going out there and winning hockey games. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about that because when John Tortorella was here, that was kind of the mantra. Hey, we're glad to be off the radar for all these people. We know what we are. We know what we can do. And for you and the core in there, you've experienced that already. You've already gone through that. How is Pascal Vincent as a coach in that way? And what I mean is I know he's not a he's not a loud guy. He's not a yeller and a screamer. But – I think what we've really seen from him as a head coach in the last three weeks is he does demand uh, responsibility and hard work and ethic. How does his message come across uh, to help in that way? Yeah, he's been impressive so far to me. Obviously, I like Pazzi from power play and, the, and what I've seen of him the last two years. Um, but I think, you know, now that his role's changed as being the head coach, um, I think just his, his details – uh, even in you know our schedule, it's you walk in, it's on the board, it's clear. 
um, video. You know, you know what time it is. You know what we're working on today. You know where you have to be. It's black and white. There's no gray area. Um, and I think when there's no gray area and it's either this way or that way, uh, it makes it easier on us. So uh, I've been really impressed with him. I think um, I've been a little surprised in terms of, you know, he say you say he's not very loud or talks. He talks quite a bit in the room. Um, I've been surprised a little bit that way, just in terms of trying to fire the boys up. And he, he does a good job of it. So uh, I'm excited to get a full season under him. Funny how we're all creatures of habit, right? We all want black and white. Like I tell my wife all the time, she goes, well, I, I, I need you to do this. And that. I go, look, in my life, the bus leaves at this time. The plane leaves at this time. Tell me, where do I have to be? And what time do I have to be there? And I'll be there five minutes ahead of time, right? I know, exactly. Um, you know, it takes the thought out of it, right? It's just, this is where I have to be. This is what I have to do. I might not agree with it, but if this is what you want from me, I'm going to do it. So I think a lot of guys feel the same way. You know, I think we're all on the same page in terms of just doing your job to help the team win. And uh, as he lays it out for you pretty easily. Have you changed anything? Any equipment? Any habits? Yeah. Uh, you've been out of your routine for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's hard getting back into it. And when the first preseason game, like warm-ups, I was like, what do I do? I just <laughs> was kind of looking around. Um, I changed my stick. Um, he's a different curve, different lie. Um, I think that's it, which is big for me because I've used the same stick for the last 10 years or so. Um, so, yeah, first year with a new new curve in lie. Why'd you do that? Um, just for handling pucks better. You I did just, some research? Yeah, a little bit. Just, like, test some stuff out in the summer and um, see what other guys around the, around the league use. Uh, I skate with a lot of really high-end players in the summer as well, also I can kind of see how, you know, how what sticks they use and how they use them. And um, so yeah, I changed that up, and then uh, I've enjoyed it so far. Does it keep you more upright or more with the lie? Does it change it much in your skating, or you just feel more comfortable? Just more comfortable. Like my hands stay the same, but the more blades on the ice. Okay. Yeah. So like even picking pucks up, rims, um, DDD passes. I feel like my more of my blades on the ice it just makes it easier to handle pucks, uh, settle them down. The curve is not too much of a difference. It's probably like a five to ten percent uh, change, so not too much. But you can definitely notice it when you shoot. It's a toe curve still. Or? It's a toe curve, just not as much. I'll have to check that out. What about the flex? Uh, same flex. <laughs> oh, I might like that. Yeah, yeah. you know what he's into here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, let me just try this. Agnes. <laughs> Next thing you know, I lost three sticks. Where the ice skate bent over, so I just have the heel on on the ice. Yeah. Oh, this one's nice. Well, Zach, thank you very much uh, for taking some time for us. We always do appreciate it. And I said uh, earlier, we can't be more happy to have you back in your role and on the ice and with this team. And best of luck to you starting tomorrow with opening night. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. That is Zach Wierenski, Blue Jackets defenseman. Stay tuned. More of the Inside Edge presented by First Merchants Bank, including a conversation with Blue Jackets captain Boone Jenner after this on 97.1 The Fan. Welcome back to the Inside Edge. It is presented by First Merchants Bank. Tomorrow, the Blue Jackets play the Philadelphia Flyers in the season opener. Right now, we are joined by Blue Jackets captain Boone Jenner. And Boone, it's too bad you didn't have anything going on this summer that you weren't busy and it was just boring as can be. Uh, of course, I'm kidding. You got married this summer, and that is obviously a big life event. And how much of your summer was kind of locked in on all of that, getting things ready, having the actual ceremony and the reception and were you glad when that part of it was over so you could just get back to life? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I uh, definitely got to thank the wife for that. I, I didn't have to do too much. Uh, I got the itinerary and where to be at what time and 
what to wear. So, go on, you didn't have to pick flowers or anything. No, no colors, not there, but I don't think I made many decisions. <laughs> out of I was boy. sitting in on some of those meetings, but uh, no, it was obviously a different summer and an exciting one, um, you know, going through all that and uh, the lead up to that. So, definitely special for my wife and I. And, um, you know, when it, when it happens, it's, it's definitely like the best day of your life, but uh, a little bit of relief, uh, you know, that planning and stuff, getting it, uh, seeing it together, come together, and then, uh, you know, moving on. And, uh, you know, we're excited. Was the timing of it good for you because you guys just came off a season that you'd rather forget last year with the way everything went and the way you finished in the standings? And now when that was over, you could separate and, and just concentrate on this great moment in your life, which builds into this training camp that you just finished up? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, kind of talked about two different things there with with hockey and and personal life. But uh, you know, no matter what, it's it was an exciting you know moment in my life and and hers. And um, you know, obviously a, a, a great summer for that. But uh, you know, the focus is there for this year. It, it has been since last year. And um, you know, I'd be lying if we said we didn't have that bitter taste in our mouth still from last year. So uh, we got a lot to prove here. Boone, you've been here for over a decade now, and, you know, there's been a lot of change, and it looks like this year there's even more change. And how are you doing with everything as the captain of this team? No, it's been it's been great. Obviously, um, you know, we had the guys in here a couple weeks before camp, and, um, you know, having Pazzy now, we all know him, and um, having a good training camp. We, we have a lot of new guys, but we have a lot of the same faces as well, and the guys we added have been, you know, tremendous in the room coming in, and uh, you got some, you know, more veteran guys on the back end like Provi and and Sivo, and uh, to get fans, he he jumps right in and um, you know mature beyond his years. So uh, some exciting pieces we added to the group that um, you know went through it last year of of the heartache. So um, you know as a group we're we're pretty hungry and uh, like I said earlier, looking forward to prove uh, ourselves. So you came in early. Was that something you organized or was it the team organized for guys to get here early? We, we always thought it was a good idea. Uh, you know, we had a, a long summer. You, you can't have a longer one than we did. So, um, you know, get your work in and enjoy your family at home. But, uh, you know, come September, it would only benefit us to start skating together and uh, putting together some, you know, usually do it. But this year we kind of try to push the pace a little bit more and um, encourage guys to get here. And, and pretty much everybody did, but not just so much just skating to get out there, but actually getting ourselves ready and uh, pushing the pace in practice even before camp starts. So that was kind of the mindset. Who do you lean on in the room as far as leadership and, and how you conduct your day-to-day with the team? Yeah, we got a lot of, you know, good guys that way to, to lean on. Um, you know, you think of Zach and, um, you know, Goody on the back end, and then you have, you know, Johnny and even Adam Sebo. Um, you know, he's been great that way. Just you know, he was on a really good team last year and, and bouncing ideas off that. And, um, you know, the, these guys have played elsewhere. Um, you know, you've, you've definitely seen some stuff. And honestly, now, you know, Mark Recchi coming in, he he brings some tremendous insight in that. And he's been on championship teams and uh, coached championship teams and played for a long, long time. You can see him as hockey DB, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he brings a, a wealth of experience that way and, uh, you know, been a leader and knows what it takes. So um, he's a guy for sure. I, I, I you know, lean on as well and um, just try to take that knowledge that he has. Talk about the uh, the veteran guys that are coming in here and you're adding to your team. You're also adding a rookie that comes with uh, a lot of upside in Adam Fantilli, third overall pick in the draft this past summer. 
What what have you seen from him? What has impressed you about him just being around him in the room and watching the way he went through his first NHL training camp? Yeah, he's uh, like I said, he, he seems a lot older than 18. Well, he'll be 19 tomorrow, but, um, you know, great kid. Uh, fits right in. He, um, you know, I'm, I'm impressed by just his work ethic. He's a big kid. He's a strong kid. Um, but I don't think he he backs down on the ice. I mean, he, I think you can see it in a preseason game. He, he gets hit. He comes gets right back up goes right back to work and and he's there to hit you back so um you know that mentality of him you know is going to go a long way uh for for him and um you know it's um the skill set's there you can see that but uh he puts the work in and off the ice in the room and like I said he's getting along with everybody and um just a great guy to to add to our to our group and uh big things to add for him as Jody said you've been here over a decade now and it has really changed in in that way too it used to be to play in this league at 18 years old I mean you had to be a Sidney Crosby guy to come in now guys come in at a young age all the time every year it seems like that first overall guy's getting an opportunity to play in the league whether he sticks or whether he doesn't that's not the point but um but this guy as you said he just seems different he just looks different and we've had guys that have been drafted high before that have come in here but he, he just seems like he uh, he's ready to play the part Big time, um, you know, physically and mentally. Um, you know, he is still pretty young, and you see that, you know, goof around the room once in a while. But um, otherwise, <laughs> he's, you know, really focused and, um, you know, just a big piece for us that uh, we're excited for, and I know he's excited to, to join us. So, um, you know, he's uh, he's a big kid that uh, can carry his, carry his own. So uh, looking forward to that. Last year, you played a lot of center between – Patrick Line A and Johnny Gaudreau, and you were pretty much a fixture there. This camp, Patrick Line A has been playing center, and I'll be honest, I thought this is an experiment that's not coming out of training camp, and then I watched him play one, two, three, and I thought, yeah, I think this is going to come out of training camp the way he's playing. Uh, what do you think about that as you watch that? I'm not saying that you're you're upset about maybe not being in that spot, but now you've played both the wing and center. Uh, you've been here. You know what kind of talent he has. What have been your impressions about him moving to the middle and trying to help this team in that way? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can have enough uh, guys that can play center ice in, in this league. And, um, you know, Patty, he he takes it seriously. I mean, he, you know, like a lot of people, like you probably thought, you know, it's, you know, see how it goes one or two games. But uh, he's impressed a lot of people and, and us as well. I mean, uh, you can see his, his how big of a body he is and when he gets the puck and skating through the you know bringing it out of the d zone and the way he can distribute or or beat a guy um you know it's huge so it seems like he has the puck on his stick a lot more there in the in the center of the ice where he can go either way so um you know he's taking it serious he's doing a lot of you know working on the d zone it's a completely different game i wouldn't say completely but it's a different game at center than wing um for the most part in in the d zone um just the responsibility there and um, so I think he's, you know, obviously been working at it a lot and face-offs and different things like that, that, uh, you know, there's no surprise he's, he's looked pretty good there. Yeah, I'm wondering about that, Boone, because I feel like, I don't know, this is a, a comment that sometimes I sit back and I think, can't anyone play center? And then it's like, wait a second, you can, but you got to be able to skate, you got to know the game, and you got to understand you got to kind of split your brain in half, right? In the D zone? Yeah, it's... Um, like, what's know, the, the hardest thing? The D zone? I'd say that's the biggest adjustment. Because um, everyone sees face-offs and thinks, oh, that's the centerman, it's just a face-off, but... Yeah, I mean, it, 
it's so in much the, in the ozone i think when you take the face up you just have you know three forwards uh it's more so the d zone of you know if you taking a d zone draw and then you're the low center you're the low forward yeah um and you're going to be in that spot a lot more than if you were a wing so just getting those reps of getting used to what that feels like um you know it's it's different i mean, I mean wingers kind of you know hang out by their the uh point man and kind of zoning up like that where center you're kind of going back and forth to the corners and you're going to be you know kind of the third guy out of the zone most times as opposed to first or second so just getting the hang of all that it's been talked about in the past about you going back to the wing i haven't heard that this year no me neither but um you know we'll see see no you're great in the middle man yeah we'll we'll see what happens obviously uh either way is good with me but um you know we'll see you know, like I said, we got a lot of guys that uh, can play center as opposed to last year, I think. So um, we'll see what happens. But uh, for now, I'm in the middle and and I want to do my best there. Seems like you got a lot of centermen now with Patrick there. Yeah, big time. A couple guys playing the wings. Yep. And that's nice on a line sometimes, right, to have a guy that can jump in and, and take that position. Or if you cheat a little bit offensively, you know that they have that mindset to cover up. Yeah, big time. Um, like you said, you have two centermen on a line. Um you know, you can kind of help each other out as far as face-offs or, you know, if he gets stuck in the low center, you know, he he knows what he's doing, I guess. You're not so eager to call the switch or things like that. So I think that's, you know, what makes it, uh, you know, a special position and uh, learning to play it would only help us, te- our team. Have you changed anything in the off season? Anything different with you or? No, I mean, I, you know, constantly change. He didn't have time time. to do anything. He had to get married. (laughs) There's things that. He had lots of time. Yeah, that was it was a long summer. Um, things I constantly work on, and um, you know that was just you know skating and working on your skills on the ice, but off the ice, just trying to get in the best shape you can. Um, you know, it's not so much trying to lift as much as I can anymore. It's more about getting my body to feel good and um, keep the explosiveness going, and uh, more of a focus on that I'd say as opposed to just strength. So um, you know, it was a really good summer that way. Last year, we're talking with Boone Jenner, Blue Jackets captain, by the way. And you had, uh, last year, had, what, 26 goals. And if you would have been a little bit healthier, I think you could have got to 30 for the second time in your career. Uh, what does that mean to you, that uh, just to have that kind of a, a punch? I know you're a team guy, and it's not about you individually, but those numbers uh, are impressive. And when you're playing the number one center position like you were, uh, those are the kind of numbers that are expected. Yeah, no, I expect a lot out of myself and um, want to be a guy that can chip in offensively for sure not uh, taken away from any other part of my game but uh, you want to you know when you're put in situations you want to produce and um, you know whether it's power play or like you said playing on a first line or second line you uh, you're expected to chip in that way and offensively and without losing the you know the other side of the game so um, something I'm you know obviously continuing to work on as well and um, you know trying to improve. Last thing I have for you is you've been involved in many an opening night here at Nationwide Arena, and does it ever get old to come out in front of the home crowd, and especially being the captain because they hold you back to the end uh, before they make the announcement. So everybody's been out there. Everybody's revved up by the time you hit the ice. How much do you enjoy that? Yeah, it doesn't get old. Um, it's it's very special, obviously. Even last night putting on the games and um, you know seeing the – yeah, the other teams come out and stuff just makes you think of how special it is here and uh, right from when we get here and um, you got the blue carpet and 
all the fans out there. So, um, you know, it's such a fun building to play in, and this is a special night every year. So uh, looking forward to getting back out there in front of, uh, you know, our fans and, and Nationwide Arena here. So, um, you know, I, I just I love opening night. Last one for me, Boone. Uh, you got two guys in their first uh, game in the, in the National Hockey League. Your head coach is, is Pascal Vincent, first one is a Blue Jacket, and then Adam Fantilli. You know, there's fun moments through, throughout the season. That's going to be special tomorrow night for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, big time. Super pumped for him. Um, just been seeing him all week and uh, knowing that feeling. <laughs> it's a long time ago, <laughs> but uh, knowing the little jitters that you get. And um, I still got up today. I told him that. I'm like, you're, you're going to be nervous, but. It doesn't really go away. I mean, it's a, it's a good sign. So, um, really pumped for him. I'm, you know, his family coming in, and it just so happens it's his birthday. So, pretty sweet 19th birthday to play your first game, and um, he'll do great. So, uh, we're pumped for him, and, and and obviously Pazzi as well to, you know, get the full um, first NHL game as a coach. You know, I used to work with a baseball manager that would play like the the reserve guys, the guys that weren't normal starters. He'd always put them in on their birthday. And he always said your biorhythms are up high on your birthday and you perform better. And I thought that was garbage. And then I would watch these guys that played like once a month have two hits in that game on their birthday. So hopefully that works for Adam tomorrow, right? Oh, yeah. He'll be fine. He'll be <laughs> fine. He's, uh, he's played in some big games, so uh, just another one for him. Yeah, I don't think it'll have anything to do with birthday biorhythms for him. Boone, thank you very much. We really appreciate it, and best of luck starting tomorrow night. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That is Boone Jenner, the Blue Jackets captain, back with more of the Inside Edge presented by First Merchants Bank here on 97.1 The Fan. Welcome back to the Inside Edge presented by First Merchants Bank. Jody, it was great to hear the perspective of both Zach Wierenski and Boone Jenner. Very same in some ways, of course, different in others because they play different positions. But no doubt, these two leaders are excited about what's going on here. Oh, I mean, go start with Zach. I mean, he, he's a guy that missed the entire season, and, and he admitted himself. He forgot how to go through his routine. What, what time does he have to get ready for warm-up? And, and those are real logistics that it sounds like he took advantage of the preseason. And I like that he felt great about his game in the last game and, and things are slowing down for him. Just a wonderful leader, great part of this organization and everyone has to be excited to have him back. And when you get to see it in his eyes, uh, how much this means to him, uh, looking forward to tomorrow night and the rest of the season that he can stay healthy and impact this team. And for Boone Jenner, you're right, another great leader, the leader of the Columbus Blue Jackets as the captain. Good to hear him speak and he, he's so honest and methodical with, with how he thinks and how he feels about his teammates and including people. He's one of the great leaders of in, in the National Hockey League. We're lucky to have Boone. And uh, they're both, I mean, I remember opening night, everyone I was in, it's it's like you're, it's, it's a fresh start, but you're excited because training camp's over, you're starting another season, you're part of a special team, the fans are there. Uh, you get the jitters, so I'm glad to hear that from Boone and Zach. Let's talk about the Philadelphia Flyers, who will be the opponent for opening night tomorrow night. Uh, a Flyers team that is in a rebuild. They're very honest about it. They stripped down a lot of things. They have a brand-new general manager and Danielle Briere. They've got uh, Keith Jones left the TV side. He is now the team president. They've incorporated John Tortorella as more than just a head coach. He's part of that management team now in making big decisions. But the thing about Philadelphia that stands out to me the most before this game tomorrow night they get their top-line centerman back, Sean Couturier, who really has been hurt for like the last two years. Mm -hmm, that's huge. And, and for Couturier and the Flyers, 
he's a defensive-minded centerman with great offensive instincts. He really is a natural big centerman. Lived with Danny Breer his first couple of years with the Flyers when I was there with him. He's a great kid. He, if he can get back this season to the old shot Couturier, that is a massive boost for that team. And I think that you're hoping he does that if you're a Flyers fan uh, and, and for him personally. But it's going to be a rocky road. I mean, there's some sticky parts of the game. that The game's gotten faster in two years. The game's gotten a little younger. He's not the fastest guy. Uh, he thinks the game fast. But he will impact that lineup in a big way if they can have him because solid defensively, solid on faceoffs. And, you know, you all, I think of Couturier as a Selkie candidate each year he plays. So we'll see. Uh, he's it's It's been a lot of back, neck, different, uh, you know, structure parts of his body so if he can get that behind him and get on his game they can be a different team Atkinson also I don't know if he's back but he missed the entire season last year Uh, that's a big boost for them as that you know he's that guy that darts in and out Torts loves when he darts in and out of the play so those are two key players but you're right Couturier is the one to focus on for the Blue Jackets what do you see as being the must do thing for them we've talked about this with with the players too new system uh, new way of doing things is that attack mode got to be in full form tomorrow? I think defend mode has got to be there, Bob. I think it's one thing for Elvis Merzlikens to have a good last preseason game and get a win in Washington, but there's got to be the conscience of keeping shots to the outside and exiting the zone as fast as you can. You can plan on offense all you want, and they have the skill up front to play offense, but they have to stay above the buck, puck in a lot of areas and really work as a team to get the puck out of their own end. That is a key against – it's going to start in game one. It has to be the baseline for the entire season. Uh, I know it's a new season or a new uh, system in place in the D zone where you're going to see a lot of the wingers down in the corners, which isn't common. You're going to see the centermen filling in the middle of the ice. It's all about protecting the middle of the ice. And if you watched any games last night, a lot of teams are playing this system where they'll give you the outside when you have full control of the puck. And you have to count the guys to see if there's a penalty kill going on sometimes. But there's some situations where you'll just see the players standing with the puck on the outside. It's protecting the middle as a group and then working as a group to get it out. That has to be a key. And when you, you talk about a group and getting it out, but some of the individuals that we talked about with uh, Zach and Boone, and that being Ivan Provorov and uh, Damon Severson, those guys are going to be key in that. Well, Severson, it's interesting. I've watched them in camp, and I, I mentioned it earlier that they're never in, really in trouble. And what I mean is he can skate it, and he's mobile. He can make people miss. He can pass it very well. Whether it's a four-foot pass or a 24-foot pass, he knows and he's got it on a backhand or forehand. He can make that play. And he's also got the simple play where he can shoot it out. So he's a guy that he's deceptive with his feet. He's good with his hands, and he thinks the game well. And I think Provorov is the same way, maybe different in the fact that he'll plow right through you. I mean, he's going through a hole. He's almost like he kind of looks to me like uh, a big football player out there I we confuse him in the preseason a couple times with Zach because they have really big shoulders uh but he's more of a bull in a lot of areas and and he'd be a hard guy to stand up so it's a the D zone's got to be clean and I feel like two veteran guys like that will help that clean up little extra for Provorov tomorrow night too because he's playing against the team that traded him to Columbus over the offseason that's right drafted him just ahead of Zach Wierenski made that trade and and he's a guy that comes in here and I like the fit because whether he plays top pair minutes to start or plays behind Zach in that top pair uh, it's a different role no matter what it's not all counted on him to do everything so maybe with a more specific role here with Severson it looks like to start uh, he can excel even more it is going to be fun. There's no question. As Jody said, it's for real now. 
There are points that go along with these games. It, it's not like nothing counts. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock faceoff at Nationwide Arena. Of course, our pregame coverage will start at 6.30 tomorrow right here on The Fan. But the festivities get going early in the afternoon. The Blue Jackets will walk the blue carpet coming in. You heard Boone Jenner talk about that. Also, there will be music and games, so come enjoy the Plaza Party and then enjoy the Blue Jackets and the Flyers at 7 o'clock. We'd like to thank Zach Wierenski and Boone Jenner for being our guests tonight. For Jody Shelley, I'm Bob McElligot saying so long, and thanks for tuning in to the Inside Edge presented by First Merchants Bank here on 97.1 The Fan.